Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. How you doing? Hey, Corey. I'm doing well. It's, uh, I've been thinking about it. It's, a, it's kind of a strange week. You know, normally Thanksgiving week would be pretty light, uh, holiday week here in the U.S., and you'd, you'd really only be thinking about, you know, short week Monday through <laughs> Wednesday, but there's not a lot going on for Thanksgiving this year. Yeah, yeah, not a lot. Yeah, it's a little bit strange, too. I feel like um, for me, just it being a short week and then, like, having to cram, like, five, six days work into, like, three, four days work. Um so yeah, I'm kind of frantic a little bit. I was like, wait, why didn't I schedule these things this week? And like, <laughs> why didn't I move these things around? And oh shoot, I'm behind on this thing and that thing. So yeah, it's it's definitely a little bit different. Yeah, my uh, founder summit group that meets on Fridays. Uh, last Friday we were talking. We're like, so should we meet the day after Thanksgiving or should we not? <laughs> and everyone was kind of like, well, you know, I could make it then. Like I don't really have big Thanksgiving plans, but. Uh, ultimately we decided just to push it back a week anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I know it made me think too, um, about the podcasts that usually come out on Thursday. Mm. It's like, when do you, do you release a podcast on a Thursday on Thanksgiving day? Like, I don't know, like you could, I guess, and just listen to it later. But, um, it had me thinking about like, Oh, well holidays are on Tuesdays and I don't think like really any are, um, so I think we <laughs> picked the right day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, cool. How's yeah. your week? Well, how's Good. Yeah. I, I, um, last week was, uh, was pretty productive. Um, I did have a moment on Thursday where I was like feeling really overwhelmed and just like, Oh my gosh, what have I got myself into and what am I doing? Um, but I think I managed to over the weekend, get a little bit more done and sort of, uh, had a little bit of clarity too about sort of, I think I talked about last week, but like trying to give myself a little bit more of a break and, uh, not be so like hard on myself and, a stickler to all these things that I've committed to, but trying to have a little bit more of an open mind. So, um, it had me thinking a little bit like, you know, maybe I'm procrastinating on some of these new kind of content formats for swipe fellows because I'm not really like sure about them. Um, so I went down this whole rabbit hole of like, well, what could it look like? Or what, what, what would be the other sort of interesting ideas and what are other people doing? And what is, what does it seem like people are responding to and, trying to do a little bit of uh, customer discovery within the Swipe Files community as well, just kind of asking around of like what kind of content people pay attention to, what they like, mm. what's missing. Um, and yeah, so it kind of went down this rabbit hole, but uh, kind of considering, I don't know, I, I feel like, you know, a few weeks ago I had a, like a eureka moment a little bit about like the mission of Swipe Files, but I wasn't really sure like how, you know, what I was doing aligned to it. And I think I expressed that on the podcast. And I feel like now maybe I have a little bit more clarity about how to achieve the mission, sort of how to you know align those two so that what I'm doing makes sense for what I'm representing, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I'm not like exactly sure and I'm, I'm not even sure like how much I want to share, like should share. Like I want to default to trying to be more transparent. But anyways, that was a lot of my week was just trying to like management and psychology slash thinking about the future a little bit, you know? Yeah. 
it, it seems like you're in a bit of an experimentation phase where you're trying to kind of figure out what exactly is the next best step forward, uh, what type of content types, how much to focus on community versus, uh, you know, teardowns, guides, etc. So, yeah. 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 That is the big one. You know, kind of what I'm considering right now is, um, cause I had it, I had it in my head a long time ago, like, Oh, I want to create checklists and templates and sort of like, uh, these like starter kind of content for people to use to accelerate their work. And then as I started doing more research and thinking about it more, I was like, well, this doesn't feel like things that are very like standalone. I think I still want to create some of those, mm -hmm. but it not be like, Again, I, I, had, I think I had in my mind like, oh, well, these are going to be like one of the major selling points. And I'm like, I don't really know if it is, um, especially thinking more about the community, like what would really support the community. Um, and I think the direction that I want to go in is, will be much more conducive to the community alongside the teardowns, whether those remain free or paid. I'm not really sure, but um, uh, try, I don't know. I It's hard to even describe, but thinking more about... Um, the newsletter and basically creating content that isn't like other content out there, but kind of like these more no fluff kind of actionable guides based on like a lot of research that I would do and sort of package up in a really punchy way. Um, a little bit like, you know, taking some inspiration from trends.vc, mm -hmm. um, a little bit from, uh, some of the other, you know, newsletters out there that I think are doing a really good job of like distilling a lot of information and then like, you know, creating a report or some sort of like master guide to uh, a specific industry or um, I love like there's this substack called, um, I think it's called technically um, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. And it's like super technical concepts for non-technical people. So there's like one on like APIs and I was like, oh my gosh, this actually makes sense now. Wow. Like, I finally understand what this means. It's like, what if I created the, you know, like the technically for marketing of like mm. trying to cater a little bit more to, uh, to both beginner and advanced people, but basically like a lot of, you know, synthesis and simplifying. And um, so if you've been following me on Twitter, it's all the cryptic tweets about like <laughs> <laughs> ways people learn and how to simplify things and all that sort of stuff, but that's kind of the direction I'm, I'm exploring now. Yeah. I'm experimenting with. Yeah. That's interesting. It seems like you have a couple of wells that you can draw from. I mean, you already mentioned the, the swipe files community and seeing uh, what would be beneficial to them. I'm curious if you're also seeing, I don't know, maybe any common trends between your coaching clients, your consulting work, uh, where, maybe you're getting some of the inspiration for these types of materials. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think especially, especially since I'm like, you know, I love it, but I'm like, I don't want to do it forever. Like I'm getting a lot of the same questions and like mm. I'm answering, uh, or I'm like doing and recommending a lot of the same things. Like there's kind of like these playbooks and sort of like things that I'm already putting together organically anyways, that I'm sending out to them or that I'm, mentioning on calls. And so, yeah, how can I package those up or have something to send someone where th that, I mean, again, it's, it's, mo it's mainly like, what would I build for myself? But like, I have a hard time recommending a lot of the marketing content out there. Um, and marketing newsletters just because 
a lot of them are kind of the same. And again, it goes back to like that. They're, they're marketing. Like they're, it's not the product, right? There really isn't like a blog out there or a newsletter that's really focused on teaching marketing from a very like fundamental standpoint um, where I'd be like, Oh, what is, uh, what is SEO? You know, like what's the technically article for SEO? And then like, that would be the thing that I would send to someone right now. I'll probably send someone to like the beginner's guide to SEO by Moz. Um, and like maybe, you know, a backlinko article or something like that, but still at the same point, like it doesn't feel great sending these massive, massive, <laughs> it's like, you know, 10,000 words plus, yeah. like there's just so much in there that, um, isn't, isn't fluff, but isn't, um, isn't necessary for someone who either wants to know the basics or wants to know like the advanced stuff that's, you know, um, different from what they've already learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know I've looked at some of those guides before and it is very overwhelming because there are like 10,000 word guides. And, uh, you know, obviously something like SEO is a, a very complex topic, but as someone who is trying to maximize their time and sort of get like 80% of the benefits and 20% of the time, like I'm not looking for a 10,000 word guide on this. I want something right. like, you know, the, the technically sub stack that you described. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's, um, it's also had me thinking and, uh, <laughs> I try, I messaged you cause I was like, am I crazy about this? <laughs> but, uh, part of it had me thinking like, well, how could I actually do this if I'm, you know, if I was to produce a guide every week, for example, like I think a lot of it would come down to like the research and my own ability to synthesize and distill, which I feel like is already a little bit sort of up my alley of what I like to do and, mm -hmm. um, what I can do, but also being like making sure that I'm not just summarizing, but also like adding and really pulling from expertise from people. And, uh, and that can be a lot of work of like, um, for example, I know Drew Riley, I, I, I need to talk to him and ask him, Drew, if you're listening, <laughs> I'd love to talk to you and ask you about sort of his process. But from what I've gathered, like he goes through a lot, he listens to podcast episodes. He'll like hop on a few calls every week with people for whatever kind of report that he's producing. Um, you know, he'll read up, he'll go through a couple of books, possibly he'll ask around on Twitter. Right. But it's a very like manual process. So of course it had me thinking about like, what if there was a way to productize this or like, what if there was a, you know, um, maybe more like community driven way to crowdsource and, uh, curate experts and, and expertise from people. So I was looking at domain names and going down uh -oh. that whole route. But <laughs> oh, no. I know that I was like, oh, red flag, red flag. What am I doing? So I don't really know how to feel about it yet, but I have too many um, things I need to do this week to really put a lot of thought into it yet. Yeah. But you've, you've done this type of work before. It makes me think of uh, the SaaS pricing article that you wrote for Bear Metrics. That was like mm -hmm. a very in-depth guide to all the different ways you can think about SaaS pricing, all, um, you know, you had quotes from other companies and how they're doing their pricing. Was that a, I mean, I would imagine that took a good chunk of time to produce and you had to reach out to a lot of different people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that took about two weeks and even that I feel like is like pretty, like that's actually one of the ones that I recommend a lot to people who are asking about pricing and looking mm -hmm. at it because I always harp on, well, you need to figure out your pricing and your activation, not just one or the other. 
Um, and so how your free trial interacts with your pricing and vice versa and whatnot. And uh, even that is like, I have to give a disclaimer of like, hey, it's, it's a hefty one. Like you can skip down to this, you know, this section or kind of skim around to see what, what interests you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know that process pretty well of like writing, but also crowdsourcing expertise and trying to distill something into, uh, you know, a more lesson format of like, here's the way you think about it. Here's a framework or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I think that's right up your alley and, and something that you're skilled at. And it also makes me think of, you know, we've talked several times on here about like the stair-step approach. And so if you're doing this type of work already uh, via coaching and you're finding that, like you said, you're you're seeing the same problems, recommending the same solutions, you know, the next kind of stair-step is to how do you do more of like a, a productized consulting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's hard to really kind of put a finger on it right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think what I want to do is through the end of the year, continue to focus on kind of rounding out the selection of the teardowns and maybe experiment with a couple of the other content formats just to see what people's reaction is or um, kind of get a feel for it a little bit more tangibly. Um, and then maybe work towards you know, starting to experiment with a new format like that in the new year. Um, so we'll see, but that's, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. <laughs> that's the last thing I'm, you know, you can try to, uh, you know, be my own worst critic, but also my own, you know, uh, how does the saying go? Something about like saving yourself or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that makes sense. And, uh, you know, if, Someone as someone who's in swipe files, uh, both having access to the teardowns and the community, uh, I love the direction that you're going in and I'm excited to just continue to get even more value out of it, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited too. It's, um, it is a little bit of that kind of boulder uphill, uphill, um, feeling, but I think that that'll, I think that that'll pass. The other part of it too is, um, I've been doing a lot. I hadn't really, you know, but like, doing interviews for, um, everything was marketing the new podcasts. I've been doing like three to four per week and like the Mondays and Tuesdays that I do this, that I do those afterwards, I'm like just completely exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, so now I have this queue of like 20, I'm working on the podcast cover art, which has been like kind of like the main bottleneck for the timing, um, which is no fault of, uh, either side. It's just sort of, it takes time and we're working through a few concepts, but, landed on a concept I think I really like and I showed you some of the early versions. So um, uh, again, we're moving forward with that. And then I just need to get that out. And I think one of the big things now for me to work on is the kind of production workflow of editing and creating clips and making sure that, you know, all the recordings are, uh, you know, clean and kind of cleaned up a little bit. So it's like, there, there's a lot on my plate. I need to do that. And also this week, I need to focus on the Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales for mm. Swipe Files and the courses, Refactoring Growth and Mental Models for Marketing. So those will be opening up for enrollment again. Um, so yeah, th- there's plenty on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a lot on your plate. That, that yeah. takes me back to last year when you were, which, which course were you working on that you said you were going to get it done by Black Friday or Cyber Monday? Yeah, that was Mental Models for Marketing, the the first one. Yeah, that that was yeah. insane. 
That was a year ago. Yeah, I think I, I, I announced on Twitter that I was going to be working on it on November 4th, and then I launched it on December 3rd. Um, so it was about, yeah, like a 30-day <laughs> sprint just to, to knock it out. But I'm glad I have it now. It's, it was an insane amount of work. Yeah, yeah. I remember those last few days right before you were, you were pulling all-nighters for sure. Yeah, yeah. Actually, last year I was working on it um, the night of Thanksgiving, all day Black Friday, all day Saturday, uh, all night Saturday going into Sunday, and then all day Sunday and all night Sunday as well. Um, and it, it was at like, you know, 9 a.m. when I had to like start work at Bear Metrics that I like <laughs> oh my scheduled the email and then started my day working. And I think at like three o'clock I crashed and took a big long nap. And yeah, uh, but that, yeah, that was, I think that was one of the hardest times I've ever like worked on something. Yeah, that's crazy. But what's awesome now is you have that and it exists. And now this year for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you just have to open up enrollment. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so I'm cool. lucky. Yeah. I know. Actually, thinking about that now, I'm like, oh, this week isn't so bad <laughs> compared to last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So how was your week? What was it like? Uh, It was good. It's been a good week. I've, uh, yeah, I've been feeling really good, to be honest. Um, I, I think kind of rounded a corner with jet boost where I'm, I'm coming out of like this survival mode, uh, mm. and starting to feel just good about where the product's at, um, where it's currently at in the market and, uh, feeling like this is sustainable and, and I'm, I can start to think a little bit bigger. So, uh, yeah, just uh, I don't know. Feels everything feels a little bit lighter now, which is, which is nice. Uh, you know, I still have days where I think this could all come crashing down tomorrow, but <laughs> uh, it's it's helpful to be able to take a more long term view now than I think I previously have. Hmm. Yeah, more of like a investment mode rather than a survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, trying to you know, outsource more things, uh, and, and seeing the benefits of that. Uh, so one awesome thing that happened last week was I, uh, released the second clonable jet boost project that, uh, a, one of the freelancers that I'm working with built, uh, she designed and built the whole thing. Uh, she even did the, the jet boost implementation of it and yeah, which was, which was super cool. She wanted to learn how to do that. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, it was, it's a really well-designed job board. looks really good. And uh, it ended up making the the popular section of the Webflow Showcase, which is basically like the the front page of the Webflow Showcase. I've never had a JetBoost project make it there. Really? Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, that was really exciting. And it, again, it was this realization of like, I'm not a good enough designer to make something good enough for the Webflow front page, but <laughs> I can hire people that uh, apparently are, are good enough. So yeah, uh, that's that's been really cool to see. That's fun. Have you been able to like see? Um, I know you can see like the number of clones and likes. Uh, what what are those numbers like? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely started out faster than um, any of the the previous projects that I re- released. 
I don't have the exact numbers in front of me right now. It's funny though, because uh, that same day, Mackenzie Child released his, uh, his clonable called Hatch, which is like a, a framework for Webflow. It's almost like a tailwind for Webflow. It's all these different utility classes and whatnot. So you can really quickly uh, basically build a, a Webflow design in, in any type of Webflow design. Mm-hmm. And so he released that the same day and it's, it's doing like record numbers of clones and <laughs> views and all of that. And so, uh, yeah, he's got, he's got several hundred clones in like the first few hours. And I'm thinking like, you know, I'm feeling great about 20 clones or something like that. Right. But in comparison, it, it's, uh, it's pretty small, but yeah, yeah really. They're cool. both great. Yeah. Yeah, the, the time was definitely funny. I, so I'm looking now, um, there's 69 clones on the JetBoost job board template number two and then 29 likes, I believe, um, which is awesome. I mean, 69 clones is crazy. Uh, but yes, also Hatch has 477 <laughs> clones <laughs> and yeah. 144 likes, which is crazy. Yeah, but I feel like any other day it would have been like, oh my gosh, 69 clones. Like if you look at a lot of the right. ideas on the front page, you know, you see... Uh, you know, some of them don't even have clones. You know, I see 115, I see 130, 21, 62. So it's definitely a, a high performer. Yeah, the the most clone project I have is the JetBoost filters demo. And that has been around for almost a year and has maybe like somewhere in the 600, uh, 600s clones. So uh, yeah, it's already be just in a couple days like over a tenth of that is is pretty fast yeah 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 that's awesome um plans for more templates or yeah got a second one in uh, that's being worked on now and you know it's thinking more about it it's it's really cool to regardless of if somebody clones it and uses jetboost or not it's really cool to be able to uh, kind of provide this resource back to the Webflow community. Uh, JetBoost is is obviously paying these designers and uh, funding the development of these re- free resources for the Webflow community. Uh, but I th- I just think it's a really cool way to give back. Um, like I said, regardless of whether someone uses JetBoost or not. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. I, I love. I, I keep saying it over and over again, but I love the whole you know, clonables and engineering as marketing and just being able to build templates. Like it's just such a cool opportunity that not everyone has and to really be able to take advantage of it is fun. You know, it's, it feels, uh, it looks like it feels rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. And the other cool thing is I'm, I'm, I've been working with, uh, at least as far as Twitter goes, maybe some lesser known designers. Uh, so, and, and very talented designers. So Hmm. being able to, you know, realizing anyone that works with JetBoost is going to get some level of promotion just by, you know, where it stands in the community right now. And so being able to help promote their work more, uh, I had several people yeah. reach out to me and ask if, uh, if I could give them the contact info for the designer that I worked with. And, uh, so to help them get more work too, is, is really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Also a little bit of a blessing and a curse because then <laughs> you have more competition. Yeah. But, like, um, don't go hire them full-time, please. <laughs> Otherwise I might have to me. first. Yeah. Right. I know you have to like 
carve out or have them reserve, you know, like five or 10 hours a week for you or something. And that way you can, they don't, they're not stolen away. Yeah. Yeah. And then one other uh, awesome thing that happened on the Webflow side, this was a few weeks ago and I can't believe I haven't talked about it yet, but Webflow is officially a JetBoost customer now. Uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which is, which was so crazy when I saw the, uh, the email notification come through that someone on their team had purchased a, a subscription. And so of course I like immediately went, I was like, Oh my God, like <laughs> I got to find where they're using this. And it turns out, uh, the Webflow education team added the JetBoost search to the integrations page. So you can go mm-hmm. on the Webflow university integrations page. You can use the JetBoost search to find integrations now, including JetBoost itself, which is, uh, it's pretty cool. It, it, That's think, amazing. Yeah. It says a lot about, you know, Webflow that they're willing to use a product like JetBoost um, on their on their own site, which was super cool. That's super cool. I just typed in JetBoost into the search bar and then JetBoost popped up on the <laughs> integrations page. Awesome. That's yeah. fun. Um, oh, this this page is kind of newer, right? Mm-hmm. I was going to say it's a, it's a great page to have it on as well because, you know, um, it's powered by JetBoost. Now, it doesn't seem like anyone would really know that. I, I feel like it'd be fun. I wonder if you could get permission to, uh, in your description, you know, right now it says real-time search, dynamic filtering and more, no code required. And then maybe parentheses be like, uh, this search bar is powered by <laughs> JetBoost or something like that. I don't know. Or like you found this because of JetBoost. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. That's really cool though. Congrats. I feel like, um, yeah, that's a cool, a cool nod, you know, just for JetBoost to be able to be a customer. And, um, cause it's a, I mean, that's like as real life application as you can get as if your own platform is using you for one of their pages. Yeah. Yeah. Super crazy. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have believed that was possible a year ago. So that was really cool to see. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Another thing I want to talk about, and this was, this was something uh, you helped me with last week, and you know, this is for I guess anyone who is uh, like myself, more on the introverted side, uh, developer <laughs> founder. Uh, so, last week, as I as I mentioned on the the last episode of the podcast, had this new feature go live. That's um, a pretty big game changer for. Uh, working with the Webflow CMS. But it still didn't feel like that significant of a feature to me. Uh, So normally when I announce new features, uh, like send out an email announcement, it's it's usually only for new boosters or new JetBoost products, basically. And so I was going back and forth, like, should I send an email out about this? Should I not? And I was kind of leaning towards not doing it. And... Then I asked you and I was like, what, well, what do you think? (laughs) And of course you were like, oh, you should definitely send an email out about this. Uh, you know, which I guess is no surprise coming from you. Uh, so absolutely. It's it's my, it's my duty as a marketer (laughs) to champion the marketing (laughs) of of said products. Right. And you know, I, I think part of it is the, it's weird seeing the email list is growing to, you know, it's now a few thousand people. It, it's like, it almost makes me pause a little bit more like, oh, you know, I don't want to, 
I don't want to bother people. I don't want to spam their inbox, even though mm. I'm only sending an email maybe once every few months. Uh, and you kind of had to remind me like, you know, if someone doesn't want to see it, they can, they can delete it. They can unsubscribe. It's, you're not really putting a burden on anyone by sending out a feature update announcement. So. And like, what is the email list for, you know, if not <laughs> right. to, to send them updates about the product? It's like, well, you might as well just like get rid of them all and like save yourself a couple bucks with, you know, <laughs> the email provider that you're using. Yeah. Which is, which is actually one of the uh, more expensive costs uh, that JetBoost has right now. Mm. But yeah, no, I was, I was really appreciative of that. And so then when I actually went and sent out the email announcement, you know, I, st I started writing it up and it kind of reminded me of, you know, a few other useful tidbits I could put in there and things that I could add. And I was able to link to the new clonables. So I could also include those. Uh, and, you know, I, I didn't get any replies like, why are you sending me this or anything like that? But like the responses were great. Uh, someone said, best news of the whole month in my inbox today. Uh, people were like, Amazing. great update. We'll certainly use this. Amazing work. Testing it out now. It's just such a reminder that it is, I'm just trying to be helpful to people and, and, you know, build things that help them build stuff for their clients and their own sites. And, uh, so of course people are, are going to want to hear about that and, um, get excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's funny. Um, it's, it's good timing because one of the things I've been thinking about more recently, um, so I'm planning for this, uh, you know, black Friday, cyber Monday promotion for, swipe files and for the courses and I intentionally planned like um, when I moved the courses to the open close enrollment model instead of the evergreen model and I, I intentionally designed sort of the timing to be every three months and for it to have some overlap with Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Now the problem is that uh, I need to figure out a way to actually consistently email like between the enrollment periods because I think actually, and if you think about it, it's it's actually worse to only email your customers like once in a blue moon because then someone's like, oh, why are they emailing me? Or like they only want to email me when there's a product update or when there's a sale, you know, and then it actually leaves a negative impression. Whereas if you had been emailing them useful things, educational things, news and updates uh, uh, in between, then once those promotions or updates, uh, product releases come, then they're already like accustomed to, it or they're, they're warmed up to it. it. It doesn't feel like a surprise or just kind of like it's dropped in your lap and surprise, here's a big update. Like they, they've had that kind of coming up. So as I'm thinking, I'm like, Oh dang it. Like I didn't last email I sent was, you know, September 23rd, I think was, was, that was literally, uh, I think, you know, 60, was that 60 days ago. I don't know. It's hard. I was, I can never figure out like the number of days between yeah. different months, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, that was 60 days ago, I think. Um, and then I was like, shoot, I should have been emailing. Like, why didn't I think about this earlier? I had been thinking about it. Like, okay, when the month of November comes around, like I need to start warming up the email list up again. So I'm having to do that now. But like, anyways, all that to say, it's actually better, I think, to send more emails than less because then at least you're keeping in contact and you're sort of maintaining that relationship instead of just, you know, dropping a surprise every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I know that, um, stacking the bricks does that really well, that mailing list. 
Uh, yeah. So that's run by yeah Amy Hoy, Alex Hellman, and they've got their 30 by 500 course, which has, you know, enrollment periods and, but they send stuff all throughout the year. And you can definitely see the, the cadence increase as it gets closer to the enrollment time. Uh, but it's all, it's always filled with so much useful content that it doesn't, it's, it's definitely not what you described of, you know, we only email you to tell you about our courses when they're open. So. Right. Right. Yeah, That makes a lot of sense. I know. So now I'm like, shoot, I'm, I'm guilty of this. Like I'm going to (laughs) be, you know, I think I could maybe kind of like save it a little bit and start, you know, emailing like tomorrow morning or even like tonight, Mm -hmm. uh, before it opens, kind of warm people back up to it and Hey, hello. Remember me. And by the way, I'm doing a bad job of this, but here's, you know, it anyways, here's some useful, you know, things that I'm working on. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm glad uh, it's good to hear. I think especially too, like knowing your audience and again, the Webflow community is like so supportive and like excitable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you were emailing, I don't know, a really curmudgeonly group uh, <laughs> of certain types of developers or, you know, investors or something, you know, then that's the kind of scenario where it's like, well, yeah, maybe for them, they don't want to get the emails consistently. They only want the sales and the product updates. Um, but I think that for most people, it's better to keep in contact. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a good reminder. Yeah. That's cool. It's good to hear though. I love that. Um, the best news all month. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. That's fun. Well, anything else, uh, new with you or top of mind for you? Um, I don't think so. I did want to give one shout out, uh, yeah. to Chris Abra, who, uh, he is a CTO for a website called passionsports.ca. And he's been a JetBoost customer for a long time. Uh, he's, he's like a JetBoost wizard. He's done some things with JetBoost <laughs> that I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was possible. Uh, wow. <laughs> and he sent a really nice email about this podcast, actually, uh, just saying that he's really enjoyed it. He loves the candid conversational style of the podcast. Uh, and enjoys following along. So thank you, Chris. It was it was really cool to get that email and get some feedback on the podcast from you. That is awesome. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. Um, good to hear. I'm glad. Yeah, I've had a couple of re- people reach out over Twitter DMs and just say that they uh, like listening. And I can't recall their names right now, but maybe next time I will remember to uh, give them a shout out as well and, and uh, express some gratitude for them. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm, uh, you know, I don't know if it's... Uh, self-doubt or whatever i'm always wondering like is, is this actually that interesting that useful for people but uh that's re- it's really good to hear that it is for at least some people yeah that's awesome cool well on that note shall we wrap it yeah sounds great awesome well as usual we'll have as many of the mentions and uh people and shout outs in the show notes so check those out and we'll see you next week <laughs>